Hello everyone, I'm Morgan Washington and welcome back to my podcast. In this podcast, we take a trip to the past. We interview my family members about their lives before adulthood. In this episode, I'm interviewing my mom, Asia Washington, about her childhood, crazy college experiences, and her life working as a stylist. Like I said in my previous episode, I really want to encourage all of my listeners to have a conversation with one of their family members. Maybe ask them a few questions about their lives before you were born. I honestly had so much fun listening to my mom talk about her past and just her life before she had a family. And I hope you all enjoy listening too. So the first question that I asked my mom, what is the oldest memory you can remember? She gave me an answer that I was not expecting. Wow, Morgan, that's such a good question. Um, I'm taking a trip down memory lane just to kind of go back. And um, this is my oldest memory that comes to mind. Um, I do recall uh, when I was probably in kindergarten, uh, being outside with my friends playing And uh, regrettably, one of the little boys that I was playing with hit his head um, on like a metal railing. We were kind of running underneath like a metal steel staircase and he hit his head and he um, had a kind of, I don't want to say it was, it was pretty dramatic for Mm -hmm. a kindergartner. He was bleeding and his his head was kind of busted open and... um, that is my youngest memory. I really? don't remember the little boy's name. I could not describe his name or his face or how he looked. I just recall being out on a Saturday morning, running around with my friends, hanging out, being in kindergarten and that happening. And we were just all in complete shock. Had no idea what to do. <laughs> and this, you know, our friend uh, experienced this injury. So. Wow. I okay. know, right? <laughs> yeah, that's intense. <laughs> Okay, so what was your relationship like with your siblings when you were younger? So I grew up in a house full of siblings. Um, I had lots of brothers. I had a stepsister that was 10 years older than me. So ultimately, my my parents had five kids, Mm -hmm. which is completely opposite of your experience. You were the only child for, what, 10 years? Yeah, like nine. Yeah, and then you had your little sister. So I grew up, it was, um, I had four siblings, three brothers, and an older sister. Yeah. Um, My older sister lived with her mom, so we would spend a lot of time with her during the summers, but... Um, we, she lived in a different state when I was a kid. So I grew up the only girl primarily with just three boys. So I was a tomboy to say the least. Wow. I definitely (laughs) cannot relate. (laughs) (laughs) When my mom told me about her childhood, there was a major theme, sports. Just like my dad, my mom poured a lot of energy into her teams and her competitions. She said living in Houston, Texas, they were very family-oriented and took sports very seriously. So she was a very active kid, just like my dad during his childhood. So elementary um, was a really interesting experience for me. So my, as you know, my parents are from California. I was born in California, Southern Cal. And um, my dad uh, was in the military. Mm-hmm. And then at, when he got out of the military, he decided to go to college. So he went to USC yeah. for undergrad. And once he graduated from undergrad, um, I was a young kid. 
my dad got this bright idea to leave California. He was, we yeah. were young, he was a young dad. We were a very young family. My parents were fairly young and they had lots of kids. So they decided it'd be a great idea to move their kids out of state. So my mom and dad moved to Texas and I spent, um, I would say third grade, fourth grade, from third to eighth grade in Houston, Texas. And um, that was a very unique experience coming from California. Um, but it was a great experience in the sense that in Texas, it was very family oriented. And um, there were lots of activities for families and for kids and um, sports were a really big theme um, in Houston. So I had the opportunity as a kid to do lots of fun things. So I swam at the country club. I, um, you know, was a very active cheerleader. I took gymnastics class. I took tap. I took ballet. I played basketball. I ran track. So I just had great exposure to a lot of different sports. We did some golfing, um, just lots of cool things. Oh, so I can tell you played a lot of sports. I did a lot of sports. So Texas was really big on um, you know, kids playing sports. It was a lot. It was just kind of engraved in um, in their society. So, how many sports did you play? I know you named oh a lot. Oh my gosh! As a kid, I, I did pretty much everything. I I really did. I I played basketball. Um, my brothers also played basketball. So on Saturdays, I you know we would have basketball tournaments and games, and I think the whole day was kind of dedicated to basketball. Um, during the weeks, during the week, I had gymnastics practice. I swam at the country clubs on Sunday. I um, had tap class and ballet class during the week. Um, I also too was a really dedicated cheerleader, like hardcore, like the ones that you see on TV, like bring it on. That was me. I was on an all-star cheerleading squad and a regular cheerleading squad. And I also made a cheer captain varsity chair captain in the 10th grade, which was like a really big deal. I actually remember finding your old <laughs> cheerleader uniforms and one of those chests at um, our, um, our grandmother's house. Oh, yeah. I remember you had a whole chest of them. That's so cool. Um, okay. So what was school like in your childhood? Elementary school, high school? Like, what can you remember? What were your grades like? Did you have any good relationships with your teachers, coaches? So sports were a really big theme in my household, um, having three uh, siblings that were brothers. Um, and all transparency, I wasn't really an academic. Um, I was always, I considered myself, like I was a gifted kid. Like I was in the gifted and talented classes at the time, that's what they called them. Um, but I didn't really put a lot of effort into school. Mm-hmm. So I could, um, I hate to say this, I think I was lazy. I, I put a lot into my sports. I was really good at sports. Um, I was always one of the fastest girls, like when it came to running and I always could jump really high and do all of those things. And I was a cheerleader, um, but I didn't I, I didn't put that much effort into school. So I was a very mediocre student, I really mm. was. Um, I did just enough to get by. Um, so despite me being in the gifted and talented program at my school, I was a very, you know, a mediocre student. I did just enough. I see. Do you have, do you remember any relationships with your teachers or any teachers you can remember? Um, you know, to be honest, I really didn't have any significant teachers that stood out. Um, what really comes to my mind is that when I was in my formative years, 
I had a great relationship with my dad. And I thought my dad was the most intelligent man on the earth. And we would have these really profound conversations in regards to life and life planning. And, um, you know, my dad was a deep thinker. So a lot of my direction, I, I leaned on him to kind of formulate like my ideas and thoughts on a lot of stuff because it, it necessarily didn't come from, you know, um, my teachers or just from academics in all honesty. It really came that my, you know, idealism and, and how I uh, perceive the world came from my dad, my conversations with my father. So you had a very strong relationship with your dad. I, I can did. relate with that. <laughs> <laughs> so this is a good one. Do you okay. remember getting your driver's license? Like, what was that experience like? Oh my gosh. So um, what's interesting with me is that I started school at four years old, mm-hmm. which at that time, um, you know, parents thought it was a great thing to get kids into school earlier. Um, but looking back at it, hindsight's twenty twenty. Uh, it is much better to graduate high school being older versus being younger. So just to kind of give you an idea of that, um, I was 16 my entire senior year. And I turned 17, I think maybe four weeks before graduation. No way. Yes way. So, (laughs) yeah, I I was really, really, I was always a grade above um, folks, the kids my age. And um, it was fun to graduate early, but I could never, you know, do anything because my parents would be like, you're only 14. But I'd be like, I'm in the 10th grade and my friends have cars and stuff. So I do remember the first time I went to go take my driver's test at 16, I failed it. And I was so bummed. I was so bummed um, and so frustrated that I failed my driver's test. And um, it was just like, I was just so devastated. But the second time I took my driver's test, I, I, I passed it. So I got my car um, at 17. I and Since I failed my driver's test, my parents would not get my car until I passed it. So I ended up passing it after graduation. So my whole senior year, I did not have my car. And I remember I was so bummed. And I was like, it's because I'm younger. Technically, I was a junior, Mm -hmm. even though I was a senior. The next question I asked my mom was about her perspective on her childhood. Did she see her childhood in more positive or more negative light? She said that she saw her childhood in a more positive nature, despite the amount of tragic events she has faced. I, I think I had a very positive childhood. Um, I've had some very traumatic experiences in my childhood. Like I lost a sibling, which I've spoken to you about before. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was in the eighth grade, one of my my older brother was tragically killed. And that was something that really shaped my childhood. It was a very traumatic experience. Um, my family, I, I feel, was never the same after it. Um, but, you know taking that event out of it, I felt like my I had really great parents in the sense that I had a mom and dad. Um, my dad did his best to provide us just an amazing experience. I had the opportunity to live in different um, parts of the U.S., which I feel as an adult really so helped. Cool. It, right. It, it helps just kind of shape your outlook. Um, my father was a, you know, he was a great businessman. Um I spent my latter part of my childhood in San Diego, which 
afforded me the opportunity to spend a lot of time at the beach. So when I was in high school, I spent a great deal of time at La Jolla Shores, which is one of my favorite beaches. Um, I had a great experience, like spending my high school years in San Diego. I was able to, a lot of those were the friends that I made in San Diego in high school are lifelong friends. They're people that I still stay in contact with and have great relationships with to this day. I had a really positive childhood and I'm really grateful for it. The next question that I asked my mom was about college. What was her experience like? What was she doing and where was she? I'm not going to lie. The next story she tells me is absolutely insane. Okay, so my senior year, I was 16 the entire year. I turned 17 literally a month before graduation. Um, So my mom and dad, we were in a tug of war because, of course, I wanted to go to New York or go to L.A. for college. And my dad felt really strongly about this of like, you're too young. You're not 18. I don't want you moving into the dorms being just now turning 17. So it got down to the point that my only option was to go to school local. So I ended up going to San Diego State University. And um, even though San Diego was an, a, a wonderful university to attend, San Diego State, um, and it was a, it was known for being a party school, it was just it was a, a really cool vibe. I just I didn't want to be there, so I I literally went there my freshman and my sophomore year, and unbeknownst to my parents, my sophomore year I checked out of school. Yes. Oh my God. The audacity, right? <laughs> I can't believe you did that. I checked myself out of school, um, booked me a plane ticket to New York, told my parents I had an internship in New York and that I was going to New York for the summer to hang out with my cousin, who was a model, who actually lived in New York and was working as a model in the city. So I called my cousin, I booked a one way ticket. I bought my own plane ticket. I booked a one-way ticket, went to New York, pa- got the biggest suitcase I could find. I mean, I packed this suitcase to the max. To the point when I got to the airport, they gave me a trash bag and they were like, ma'am, your suitcase is like triple the weight <laughs> <laughs> that you can use in one suitcase. And I literally had to like take my clothes and put it into trash bags, right? Cause I didn't have a second suitcase. I'm 18 at this point. Or actually, I'm not 18. It's my sophomore year. I'm a young adult. I'm like maybe 19 or 20. So I head to New York. I have my one-way ticket. My cousin picks me up. Or no, I, I get in a cab. I go to my cousin's house. I'm navigating through the city. And she's like, we're like struggling to get my suitcase up the stairs. And I remember I um, transferred my job at that time. I was working at Nordstrom's in La Jolla. Um, I transferred my job to, um, which was the Nordstrom's in, um, New York. And I was working at the one in, in, uh, Westchester, New York. Mm. And, um, my cousin and I were living in, um, a house out there. And, um, I literally one day came back from working at Nordstrom's and I said, I didn't move to New York to stay in the, in Westchester. I moved to New York to go to the city. So I, in Asia fashion, <laughs> quit my job at Nordstrom's in Westchester, get on the Metro North, that's the train to the city, walk up and down Fifth Avenue until I got a job. And I got a job in one day. 
I literally, like, this was, like, back in the day, so you could, like, walk into stores and apply for stuff. So I literally would walk. I walked into, like, all the Fifth Avenue stores, and I got a job at this store called Henry Bendel's in New York on Fifth Ave. It was on Fifth Ave and 55th in Midtown. So I got this job working there. And um, then I was like, oh, gosh, my next question, my next problem presented itself. I now got a job on Fifth Ave and 55th, but I I need a, you know, the only place I have to live is in Westchester. What do I do next? So I called one of my friends that was happened to be in New York the same time as me. And um, she was from California as well. And I said, let's get an apartment. <laughs> so we, I, we literally hire a realtor. And then the realtor tells me, you need X, Y, and Z dollars in order to get an apartment in New York City. So I said, oh, shucks, what am I going to do? I don't have any money. So I call my parents and I said, I need to get an apartment in New York City. My dad's like, what are you doing? You're supposed to be back. You have to go to school in a few weeks. I'm like, oh, dad, by the way, I checked myself out of San Diego State. So you checked yourself out of school and then you had to explain that to your dad over the phone while you were in New York. I did. I was so ballsy. I I literally was like, dad, I checked myself out of school. This is my dream. I feel like I'm supposed to be here. Um, I'm not coming back. And he was like, what? Are you crazy? He's literally like, you're destroying your life. How dare you? You're making adult decisions and you're not an adult yet. What are you, you know? So literally he's like upset. He's up, you know, how dare you go to New York? You're making this decision. You're not going back to school. What is wrong with you? Um, so I, I literally said, okay, I understand that dad, but I'm staying here regardless. And, um, he says, well, I said, I need you to give me this money. So that I need you to give me money so I can get my place. I have a wonderful opportunity working on Fifth Avenue. Um, and I just I just feel like this is where I'm supposed to be right now. And um, he's like, no, I'm not giving you the money. And um, I said, fine, then I want you to sell my car and send me the money for selling my car. And he's like, what? You're going to sell your car? So my, so just to kind of back up, when I turned 17, my mom and dad bought me a car. And their gift was that they bought me this car and they paid for it all in once. So I, it was like, you know, I didn't have to make any payments on it. So my car was paid for. And I figured if I was going to be in New York, I had no need to use that car. It was just sitting at my parents' house. Yeah. So I said, sell my car and just give me the money. I said, better yet, can you advance me the money of the car sale? And then once my car sells, you can get your money back. You can reimburse yourself. And my mom said, yes. She- Yay. <laughs> mom saved the day. Mom said, yes. So they end up sending me the money. I hired my realtor, got my Fifth Avenue. I mean, sorry, got my apartment in New York City, which I love to this day. It was so cool. I had no furniture in there. I had a blow up bed that I literally got from Kmart (laughs) (laughs) in the city. And I had to pay a taxi to like help me like to because I couldn't carry it on the train. So you didn't go to school? I didn't go to school. So what I did was when I was in New York, I had really cool experiences, though. I mean, I was always super duper creative. I wanted to work in fashion. I started working in fashion. I had the opportunity to do some really cool stuff. 
um, work with some great designers, um, partake in like fashion week and, and then, um, also to, uh, work on a lot of the TV shows that were there, like Saturday night live and sex in the city and all of that stuff. So, um, I did that. And what kind of brought me back to LA was your dad was in Greece or he was somewhere playing basketball. And, um, I think he mentioned this in the last episode, he called me and he said, Hey, I'm coming. I want to come visit you in New York. And I was like, why? Like, what do you, what do you want? Why do you want to come to New York? And he's like, I want to come see you. And, um, I said, okay, well, okay, I guess you can come. So he comes to New York, he books a flight. And, um, I remember he comes to New York and he visits me and I show him around and I show him like, you know, my new place and, what I've been doing in New York, um, because we, we both kind of went our separate ways. He, um, started, you know, graduated from school and then he started playing basketball and he was entertaining contracts that were overseas and stuff. So he goes and he come, he meets me in New York and, um, we had an amazing time. He spent like a week just like kind of sightseeing and going out to dinner and doing all this cool stuff. And at the end of the trip, he's like, let's go back to LA. Let's go back to California. And I was like, uh, I don't know. I kind of like it here. I like my life here. Um, but then winter hit. <laughs> and, and it, it got, got cold. really cold. And it was like one of the coldest winters they'd had in a long time. And me being a California girl, I started flying home on the weekends. Like every weekend I was trying to fly home on that long six hour flight. It, it was not really? even worth it. Literally for like a day of sunshine. It was stupid. Um, I remember I was flying home so much that I got flagged in the airport because um, it was after September 11th. Um, they flagged me. They're like, why are you going from L.A. to California so much? This is odd because that's how much I was going back and forth. Oh, wow. So when your dad kind of um, piqued my interest and he's like, let's go back to California. I was like, OK, let's do it. So I go back to California and then lo and behold, you had me. I ended up getting married. We eloped, and then I had you. So, wow. my my dreams of moving uh, to New York were were cut short. But it was, I mean, it was New York was a really fun time in my life as a kid. It, I was very bold, you know. I kind of went against the grain, and I took a chance and bet on myself, and went out there and had some really cool experiences. Um, and then when we decided to come back, me and your dad, we got we eloped. And um, then started our family. And then I actually had to go back to college. Yeah, while I was in kindergarten. When you were, yeah. I remember we lived in college housing in kindergarten. With me, yeah. yeah oh my gosh, yeah. So, so we, our family has a really neat and unique story because we went back, I went back to school and I graduated. When you graduated from kindergarten, I completed college, my undergraduate. That is crazy, crazy. i was like so 10 years crazy. after the fact but hey i finished <laughs> yeah that is so crazy that's such a cool like i think at the end of the day you really did have a cool like childhood teenage experience and then also you going to new york is honestly so cool to me and even though you know you didn't go to school but you were really doing what you wanted to do and oh, i yeah. admire that Thank i really you. admire that i mean it, it gave me the opportunity to do some really cool stuff when i got back to la i still worked in fashion um yeah because la is still a it's la is still a great place to yeah. you know 
I still worked in fashion. I had some really cool accomplishments in that industry. Um, and then, you know, as time progressed, I ended up, you know, migrating to something else because at some point it just wasn't conducive to having a family. Yeah. Um, I, with me working in styling and working um, in, within music, the music industry, um, there was just so much travel involved and it was really, really long hours. And as you got older, it just, I wanted to do something that was just more stable. You know, when I see the similarities while I was interviewing dad, that you both kind of quit your dreams for your family. I really saw yeah, that. And I, I mean, have the same, the same story. Yeah. When I was talking to dad, he was telling about his traveling with basketball, but how that wouldn't really work out since he was already creating a family and then traveling so much. It just wouldn't have worked out well. Yeah, I mean, it gets to the point where um, your dad and I are both family, very family-oriented people, and we had very similar goals in how we wanted to support our family and for our family to be. So once we realized that, hey, we were in this for the long run and you were our baby and we wanted to provide you with a level of stability, um, that it was just, it would be more conducive for us to just have Careers that were, you know, that supported family and supported work-life balance versus, um, you know, working and traveling and having really, really long hours. And we still have long hours and we still have to travel for work, but it's not like it would be if I were still working as a stylist. Wow, this was an amazing interview. Thank you all for listening to episode two of Life Before Adulthood. I learned a lot about my mom's past during this interview, and I hope this inspired one of you to go talk to a family member or a friend about their lives before adulthood. Who knows, you may learn a thing or two, maybe a few crazy college experiences, or about life working in fashion. Either way, I hope you all enjoyed.